One of our goals at AWTC is take the best of what we've learned from our personal associations and use it as we build our new association. So take the best of what we have and then the things that trip up a typical organization that's been around for a hundred years, we're trying our very hardest to resist habits. This is Associations Thrive, the podcast celebrating successful associations and their leaders. I'm your host, Joanna Pineda, CEO and Chief Troublemaker at Matrix Group International. Listen in as top association executives tell all, revealing the creative and innovative ways they're increasing membership, generating revenue, nurturing engagement, and reimagining their organizations. By the way, if you've launched a new initiative, created new member services, or updated your governance structure and are seeing great results, I want to hear your story, and so do my listeners. I'd love to have you as a guest. Go to podcast.matrixgroup.net and apply to be on Associations Thrive. Now let's dive into this week's show. Today, I'm speaking with Gretchen Steenstra. She is Chair and President of the Association Women Technology Champions, or AWTC. Gretchen, welcome to the show. Greetings. It's such a mouthful, the title of that association. So do you call it AWTC or do you call it something else? We call it AWTC. We are doing a, some redesign right now and it keeps coming up. Is our name too long? Is our name too long? I don't know. Hey, so speaking of AWTC, tell us about the organization. Yeah, it's an interesting organization where we formed about five or six years ago as a meetup group. And so the story is that Several women were at ASAE annual meeting in Salt Lake City, and we were in a session about technology and leadership. I can't recall the title, but it was in that vein. And a couple of us walked down the hallway and we said, oh my gosh, we were the only women in there. That was weird. And then we said, well, we know lots of women who are CIOs or very involved in technology in our our association. And then we stood literally out in the hallway of this huge conference and counted all the women, you, me, Loretta, Rebecca, Moira, and we could count them. And then we stopped because we couldn't count anymore. Oh. And so we said, well, we have to do something about that. So we started having meetups about, let's just get together and talk about women in the association space who use technology, not with the title of a CIO, but you know, you're a marketing person, you're a heavy duty tech user. So we had meetups for three or four years and they kept growing and growing and growing. And, and so different organization would host them, very bootstrap conversation. And we had a really good mix of like, what do APIs mean? Developers are sharing information. There was personal development. It was just this very interesting, fun mix. We were growing and growing and growing. And then two and a half years ago, we right before COVID, of course, that's what everybody says, right before COVID. We wanted to have more events that were formal. We had had a few happy hours at the ASA Tech Conference that were underwritten by some very generous people. But we are getting to the point where if we want to do anything more, we need grown-up things like insurance and a bank account and a little bit more structure around us so that we could grow. So we got together and formed a 501c3. 
So AWTC is a formal organization. We are a formal organization now. And Gretchen, how long did it take to get the C3 status? You know what? Renee Schonard did all that paperwork. God bless her. I can get into the detail, but when you get into that super precise, no stone unturned, Renee did an outstanding job, you know, making sure we were registered. And so it took six or eight months because you have to, you know, apply for a certain number from the state of Virginia. Then you have to do something with the federal government and get all these licenses and numbers and insurance. And she just shepherded us through that process. I have a friend who's an attorney who started a nonprofit. He donated his time for bylaws. So we all just kind of picked up different talents that we had and mashed them all together. So Gretchen, there are lots of women in tech organizations. Why start a new one? Because we couldn't find one that felt right. There's she tech, there's women in tech, there's all of those organizations, but associations are their own animal. Agreed. And the other group we were trying to attract, and again, these are happy accidents, right? The other people we were trying to attract were the people who use technology every day where it's not in their title. So people in membership who use membership databases every day, marketing, MarTech is one of the biggest spends there is. They were being left out of all these other organizations. And so that was the real reason we said, we do not want to be exclusively for the technologist. We want the people who use technology every day. And widening that circle is what we are after. So before we get into the things that AWTC is doing, Gretchen, how did you get involved in all this? Because this isn't your full-time job. So I want to really stress to my listeners here that AWTC is an all-volunteer organization. There's not a single person who is paid to help run this organization. And so you have a full-time job as Director of Client Strategy at Delcor. Yep. Very, very busy. You and I have clients together. But you're chair and president. So tell us about the journey. I did a, an interview with uh, Association TV last year. And they want, yeah, I won't tell your story, tell your story. And I have been one of those people who has always had amazing leaders in my life. My first job at the association was, I just needed a job. I was at the right place at the right time. My first boss was Timothy McCormley at Tax Executives. I didn't know anything. And he was an amazing mentor and took me everywhere and exposed me to everything and challenged me. He said, do you think we need this? Well, go do it then. I'm like, well, how? He's like, I don't know. Figure it out. Nice. Come back with a business plan. Go find money. Do some research. So my very first job, I was told, go do it. And then every other job I've ever had, that's been the tone of the organizations I've worked for, including Delcor. So I've been at Delcor for 15 years, and I was going to be a consultant for six months because I thought I was a real association person with the quote fingers. And I just needed a break from some of the intensity of my work, and I wanted some diversity. So I thought, well, I'll go consult for a while, get a lay of the land let my brain relax, and then I'll go back to real association work. And what I found was I love the variety mm. and I love pollinating. I'm with you on that. Right. And I am a real association person because my joy is problem solving no matter what it takes. So if my problem solving is you need to meet this person and talk about this thing, let me know if I can be part of it. But otherwise, I'm just happy that I helped you find another person. And that's what I love about Delcor. We're just assessing, matchmaking, fine-tuning, 
moving people along, giving them the confidence, helping them find their voice. You know, so much of consulting is giving people the ability of, yes, you're right. Please go do it. We support you. So then AWTC started having meetings and you all decided that you needed a little bit of governance. And then you said, oh yeah, I'll take another 20 hours a week. (laughs) I'm a planner. I try to plan like five years in advance. Wow. Work-life balance because I also struggle with overcommitting. And so I have had times in my life where my family obligations go down and then my work things can go up. And so I knew that I wanted to do some additional work with the association community, with Delcor. Like I could feel it coming. I could kind of see it building. And I knew that my oldest child was in high school. So I had to wait for them to graduate and go to college. And my younger one was five years behind. So I had a window. And so AWT was in my window. Some of the new work I'm doing at Delcor is in my window. And so I'm just trying to use that time that I would normally be dealing with all the high school graduation stuff. And I'm using it to give back to the community. And then in 2024, you will not see me a lot because my younger one will be getting, he'll need that. So my private life time will go up and my work volunteering will go down. So it's very intentional planning on your part. Yep. So right now, while you've got capacity, you're giving a lot to AWTC. Yes. Amazing. I love it. So it was just really good timing. We should all be as organized as you. (laughs) It's survival. So Gretchen, AWTC is thriving. Your events are getting bigger and bigger. You're achieving prominence. People talk about your events. What are you doing to attract the success? And what are you doing to attract this engagement and passion? I'm on one of the committees. I'm on the awards committee. And the women that I work with are amazing. And they care and they're passionate. And they bring their best selves. And all of us are volunteers. I'm terrified right now, to be honest, because we are in such an exciting place. And the energy is so good. But the reality of volunteering is it's so volatile. Mm. We have been, both of us, in situation, Boy Scouts or other things in our life where if you have a good team, you can crush it. Yes. And you can power through and do amazing things. One or two of those key people roll off, do other things. And the dynamic changes. And the dynamic changes. And sometimes your momentum keeps going. And sometimes that's just life, right? Things cycle through. So we are definitely, I feel like we're going up towards this crest and we'll ride this for a while. But what the board is talking about is how do we sustain momentum, honestly. Mm. And we are meeting to try to hardcore prioritize so we don't set such a high bar that we trip on ourselves. That's what we're struggling with right now. So Gretchen, you had a big planning meeting a couple of weeks ago, and you said it was spectacularly successful. And I'm sorry I missed it because I was out of the country. So tell us about that, because I think that this is going to power AWTC in 2023. I think so, too. One of our goals at AWTC is take the best of what we've learned from our personal associations and use it as we build our new association. So take the best of what we have. And then the things that trip up a typical organization that's been around for 100 years, we're trying our very hardest to resist habits. Tell us what those things are so my listeners know what to avoid. 
So one of the things that's really difficult is if you have a powerhouse committee, you need an outlet for their creativity. And you have to be very clear. So scholarship committee, your scope is small. We're going to do one or two in the first year. It has a lot of legal and financial constraints. So we can only do so much in year one. Program committee has been around for a couple years. And so they have evolved and branched out and that's very mature. And so one of the things we've learned is if we don't set down those very, very clear guidelines, then these committees will thrash. And we've found that in our own personal lives. If you're on a committee and you're all excited and your committee meets together and then the staff is like, you're funny. We don't really need that. You know, we're the staff. And so that's the first thing that we're trying to really focus on. The second thing is, you know, like our awards committee, it came together. Moira Edwards led it. You need to recognize people. AWTC's mission is empower, advance, and recognize women working to champion technology in associations. Yeah. But our big things are recognize, empower, and advance. Those are our three things that we grab onto all the time. So we had started on education and empowering, and Moira's like, we need to start recognizing people. That's one of our core things is you get lost in the shuffle and nobody sees you. You're not heard. And so when the awards program was built, you have to have an application and evaluation process. They were so thoughtful about how they were selecting people to win. I can't describe it to you, but it was genuine and from the heart. Every single person who applied, they studied it. I was there. I'll tell you. The committee was amazing. Okay. Well, there you go. And then the committee said, well, there's one person who just did this great thing and there's no category. We're going to make one. We're like, oh, of course. But the first habit was, well, I don't know. How are we going to fit this in? Maybe we should move it around. And then the team is like, no, we're going to add one. And that's okay. And next year, maybe we'll use that category again, or maybe we'll find something new. And so I just appreciate how thoughtful people are. So that's one of the things we're doing. And the other thing we're doing this year is our program committee got really big. We have monthly webinars on different topics, and they've done a really good job balancing personal growth with things happening in technology and what's word on the street. But we were missing people, human connection. So that was okay during COVID. But now people are doing more things. So we've split the program committee into social and networking as one track. And professional development that's a little more structured and you can earn CAE credit as a second. And so that's given a lot of relief to that group of volunteers that there are people who love planning and doing more in-person small groups back to our roots of a meetup and other people who really like to make sure it's structured content that hits all those education marks. Gretchen, how do you know that you're being successful and growing and thriving? This gets back to our meeting that was so awesome. This year, we usually meet in January, all two years that we've been around officially, and say, what are we going to do next year? And somebody said, we need to make sure that we're talking to our volunteers as we're making all these big plans. Let's make sure we're including people. So we said, okay. So what we ended up doing was having a four-hour board meeting in the morning where we calibrated on our major goals, the big things we want to get done. And then we said, let's workshop these with our volunteers. So after lunch, we had a combination volunteer orientation, and then we did a facilitated process 
kind of a quasi-world cafe where we put these four ideas up on the wall and let people bang on it all afternoon. In groups or as individuals, they walked around, what'd they do? So four groups, that we had 40 people, Joanna. Amazing. And so it was groups of 10, and there was one board member at each sheet of paper, and it was one of those add post-it notes, rearrange. And you did stations, didn't you? So each group rotated through the four topics. Yep. And then we all got back together, and the energy was, you could feel like the crackle of creativity in the air. It was so much fun. And we were reflecting on like, well, why was that different than any other strategic planning we've been to? And I think it was two things. One, the board honestly had not set these down in stone, so we weren't looking for a rubber stamp. So it felt fresh and Mm -hmm. really responsive to what the members wanted. Yes. And the people who were there were everyone from manager level all the way up to CEOs. They were heard and they were seen. And we said a lot of times when you're in your association environment, people are listening for specific things. And so if you're contributing to that one lane, you're seen and heard kind of. But in this group, it was like, since we don't know every single person personally like you would in your staff, we were literally like, that is a really interesting point of view. Tell me more about it. And it wasn't just the board. It was other people in those small groups pulling the thread from each other. All these are syrupy words, but it was very supportive. People were drawing each other out. So people would say to you, Joanna, you mentioned something a few minutes ago, and that's been rattling around in my brain. Tell me more about that. And really listening to you. It was so fun. Time went by like that. Amazing. And then we we all went out, had a drink, and then more people went out for dinner. And it was just amazing. So now we have the pressure of that energy. And now we go back to our day jobs. And it's hard to follow through. And you have to make sure that for each of these topics, you have a champion who makes sure that progress is made on those topics. Otherwise, it'll feel like we met and we felt good. But what's really happening? So what can we expect from AWTC in 2023? What you can expect is we continue to focus on advance, empower women, recognize women. So the next thing that we have is the awards committee is presenting our award winners for 2022. We're doing it in early 2023. And that is a virtual event. And again, it's just handcrafted. We have videos of the award winners. It's a very personal discussion, very celebratory. So everyone will be invited to that. And then we're working on going back to some meetups. So we've had a lot of really structured content for the last two years. And now we're going to open it back up to continue that structured content lane. But start to say, let's get 25 people together in Philadelphia or Charlotte or Chicago or D.C. And you're going to self-govern because we feel like we need to grow and we want to test out different areas and see if there's a group in Philadelphia that they want to have AWT Philadelphia and they get together and do their own thing. You know, we're trying not to be very top heavy. Oh, interesting. So we're going to branch out to other cities. We're going to test it. Right. But not a chapter. We can't say chapter. So what are we going to call them? I don't know. Because people get, this is what's so funny, Joanna. If you say the word chapter and someone on the board has had some PTSD around the typical chapter. (laughs) Right. So we're going to have a sense of belonging slash chapter in 2023. And that's another area we've really struggled is 
We don't necessarily feel we need the overhead of a formal membership, but we absolutely need people to know they belong. And so that's one of the things we heard loud and clear from this volunteer summit was we need a way to know, yes, I am a member. So we are going to have a basic form that you fill out. I choose to participate. You can donate to the organization. And then we know that you have proactively chosen to be. You've chosen to affiliate. Right. And then the other thing we're going to work on is some type of signature event that will be paid up until now. Everything we do is free. And because we have extremely generous sponsors who back us. And that has been the only way we've survived. Right. We don't know what that signature event is going to be about. But again, that was a loud and clear. We want a half day or an all day event that's focused on women who use technology in their jobs. And we're working with a small group of people to figure out what the topic is. And then we're going to be around. You know, we have happy hours at ASA annual meeting and the tech conference and, you know, local events. We're very visible. We'll be around at AMS Fest. So you'll see a lot of us this year. Gretchen, I want to make a pitch for the award ceremony. Yes, please. That's going to be on March 28th from 4 to 5.30 Eastern. And what I'm really excited about is, like you said, the thoughtfulness with which the committee has really approached the awards. And Moira has done a beautiful job, and Monica. Oh, my gosh. Moira and Monica, the two Ms, with everybody else. So what they did was they said, hey, what did we learn from last year? So there was really true debriefs about what worked, what didn't work. Yes. And I got to give Monica and Moira a lot of credit. It's kind of like we talk, we talk, and then bam, we get a lot done. Right. And that's been the case with this awards ceremony. They've been very thoughtful about it. And Gretchen, we met three times to discuss the winners and really make sure that everybody was on board with who was winning and why? And was it just based on the quality of the write-up or was it really based on the quality of the work? And did size of the organization matter? And did level within the organization matter? I mean, it was really, really thoughtful. I'm excited about this because I think it's putting AWTC on the map as an organization that if you win an award from it, it matters. And I have to tell you, Joanna, there was one candidate where their application was not well-written. Yes. And because of the scoring rubric, this person's score was numerically low. Yep. And instead of kicking it out, the awards committee is like, wait a minute, that's not who that person is. Maybe it was they were having a bad day or maybe the form didn't help them talk about themselves. And so that is an example of what we do. We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's look at that again. Like, okay, scoring helps you sort and organize, but that's not the whole story. And the program committee does this too. Tori Miller-Lou has led that. Cynthia De Jesus has been spent a lot of time. Roni, I mean, there's so many people. They do the same thing that you described in the program committee. What is it that people really need to know? Barbara is very good at, like, let's just think about these in different ways. Every single person on that program committee contributes equally throughout the year. Right. Again, there are spikes where one person is doing more at one time a year, but Tori's really been at the helm of that. And so is Cynthia. And so they take that care of, there's only so many times in a day, how can we not oversaturate ourselves and burn ourselves out? And that's why they recommended this split. And so that's the energy of AWTC that keeps us all going. You know, we work weekends, we meet in the evening, 
we're women, so we're super efficient, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, the March 28th event is going to be virtual. If you go to awtc.tech awards, you can read about it. Registration is coming up soon. So please join us and help us celebrate these amazing women Yes, and learn about what they're doing and what it's like to be a woman in tech these days or a woman working with tech. Mm-hmm. And then Gretchen, I guess we should look forward to more amazing events. Yes. awtc.tech events. And the website will be looking new soon. So Monica also took on our website redesign. So we are, like any startup, we had a logo that we had developed to support a happy hour because we needed to have a pin and a badge and something. It's because somebody's like, you cannot have another happy hour with no branding. It was Jake at Fontiva. He's like, you cannot keep doing this with no color, no branding. He goes, I'm going to get one made for you. Nice. And then it was just kind of an evolutionary process. And then when we built our website, when we formed our 501c, we just did what was free and we picked the first template that we saw and we said, yes, it's fine. We'll come back to it. Like busy volunteers, we never did. And we were growing and growing and growing and we were working on content and programming and we kind of let the website sit. And Monica's like, we cannot use our free template anymore. We are paying someone to help us update our logo update the website because that is an investment we have to make. Right. We're well aware. So if you want to share feedback on the website, just wait a few months until we have a new one. Well, Gretchen, I hope you'll come back maybe in the next year to tell us about the progress of AWTC through this new strategic plan, if you will, through the website redesign, through this new award ceremony and a reformulation of the event. So Gretchen, thank you so much and good luck this year. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. And thank you for all of the time you've spent with AWTC. This is a labor of love for so many people in our industry. And I'm just one person who corrals energy and tries to make sure that we're balancing out and moving forward. I'll tell you for me, like you, I'm time constrained, but I like the meetings because they're run well. And I'll stay involved in an organization if I feel like my time is well spent and I respect the people. And when people say they're going to do something, they actually do it. Right. That has absolutely been the case with the awards committee. So kudos to them. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to Associations Thrive. We're so glad to have you here. You know, my personal mission and the mission of my company, Matrix Group International, is to help associations and nonprofits increase membership, generate revenue, and thrive in the digital space. I want to hear stories of how your organization is thriving in today's challenging landscape. Please apply to be on my show by going to podcast.matrixgroup.net. By the way, do you need help with a digital initiative? Maybe it's a website redesign, a new membership database, or a hybrid meeting that you're planning. I'd love to connect with you. Please visit the Matrix Group website at matrixgroup.net. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Associations Thrive. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a five-star rating, post a comment, and share it with your colleagues and friends. Bye. Bye.